0: You're listening to Terry Wilkinson's podcast, Below the Surface. On Below the Surface, we dig deeper, bring into light the facts of our lives, and express our truths so that others may also find healing and liberation. Recovery is not a linear process. It involves multiple turns along the road. Individually, we do not have all the answers, but collectively, we have a solid foundation. Let us heal one another. Hey guys, it's Terry Wilkinson, your host for Below the Surface. i made a few changes to Below the Surface um, because as my podcast has been growing and I'm thankful for everyone who has been listening, um, I've noticed that Sundays might not be the best day to actually um, drop the episodes as many of you listen throughout the week. Um, And so I decided to change the release date for the podcast to Wednesdays. So every Wednesday, hump day, you will be getting a new episode of Below the Surface. Um, Not to mention, I have a few new episodes coming out where um, I have some guests coming on board um, to share their experiences. Next week, make sure you tune in. I have Chef Green, who is a food therapist who will be sharing uh, what a food therapist is and, um, what she does. And I mean, I'm very interested to know what she does and how she helps people. And I'm sure you guys would love to know how a food therapist helps, um, people as well. So make sure you tune in next Wednesday, um, to hear that episode. And I'm also going to be, um, uploading the video for that episode as well, so that people can also see it. So let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is on letting go of our past. Um, I titled the episode, Burning Bridges, and I actually did this episode two weeks ago. I started with this episode, and it was on my heart to do this episode, but I could not get it out for some reason. And I think that's because Um, I had to go through some things myself to even fully give you guys what I got from God. All my life, I've heard that you should not burn bridges. Um, And the reason why people tell us not to burn bridges is because they say that you never know when you're going to need to cross that bridge again. But today, I'm going to tell you something different about burning bridges. I'm going to tell you that sometimes in life, we absolutely need to burn bridges so that we can go forward. And we are not worried about whether or not that bridge will be built standing or still in good condition because we hope to never cross it again and we hope never to go back and so it's okay to burn that bridge so that we can go forward and be up and be the best version of ourselves that we can possibly be. sometimes that bridge is a family member sometimes that bridge is a toxic relationship sometimes that bridge is you and a job or a toxic relationship at a job. Sometimes that's the next life that you can't get to because you're too busy holding on to what you don't have. Whatever your bridge is, today I'm going to give you four steps to actually burn that bridge and start over. And don't worry. Sometimes in life, burning a bridge is okay so that it can be dead and it can be gone. It doesn't mean that the dust that the aftermath of that bridge burning down doesn't exist. If you need to, for some reason, if life changes and you need to go back across that bridge for something, trust me, you will be able to do that. But it's a process and you will need to rebuild. Whatever it is, we don't want to go back to. We want to go to what's new. Step one is acknowledging the past. Now, I myself, have been stuck on this stuff for quite some time. If there's anything that I know how to do well, it's acknowledge my past. I know that it exists. I know the things that have transpired. And sometimes it can be hard to even let all of those things go because when I run them back through my mind, it's like, I really went through that. And it almost feels like it's somebody else's life and not mine's. But the reality of the situation is that when I look back over my past, I was just looking back at it. I wasn't looking back at it with fresh eyes. I wasn't looking back at it and gaining a new perspective. I was looking back at it and just acknowledging that it happened. And to move forward, acknowledging that it happened does not change anything. Because, quite frankly, it was keeping me stuck. I just kept acknowledging the same thing over and over again Without looking at it from a new perspective and not gaining insight. When you look into your past, the purpose of looking into your past is to gain insight. It's to gain insight so that you can go forward. And if you look back at your past and you're not gaining any insight, then all you're doing is playing the recording over and over and over again. So how do you move forward? So step one is acknowledging your past, but with fresh eyes. I need you to gain a new perspective. For me, I came up with these questions that I think will be helpful in order to for you to be able to really acknowledge your past, but gain some new insight and have a new perspective on what your past looked like. I want you to think about a few things. Number one, I want you to ask yourself, what am I holding on to? What can I get over? Once you've figured out what you can't get over, then I want you to write that down. I want you to actually... Get real deep with it. Give yourself a minute or two to really write this down or to just reflect. What are you holding on and what what are you holding on to and what can't you get past? What can't you let go? Once you've done that, take some time to reflect on it. Read over what you wrote or say it aloud and hear yourself um, and then start to notice what you are feeling. Identify what emotions come up as you think about that and I don't mean emotions where we are talking the basic emotions, happy, sad, mad, anger. I want you to get deep with it. I want to, I want you to challenge yourself and to think about when you say I am angry, for example, get to the root of that anger. A lot of times anger is just a surface emotion. It's not an emotion that is deep. So you want to actually identify what the emotion is underneath of the anger. And a lot of times that's disappointment, that's guilt, that's shame. Call it what it is so that you can be delivered from it. That's what I mean by acknowledgement. So when we're at this step, it's one of the most difficult steps. And I think it gets a little easier as we move through the next three. But definitely start with acknowledging your past. You can do this with a journal. You can do this in a trusted space. Um, You can do this in prayer. But take time to acknowledge your past. But remember, when you acknowledge your past, you want to get some insight from it. Step two is accept what you can't change. Now here can be a little challenging for a lot of people. Reason being that we have so many expectations. The world in which we live has put this glossy eye something all over our eyes and has made us think that what we want in life is always attainable. It is attainable from a certain place. However, when it comes to other people, when it comes to situations, sometimes those things are out of our control. And the idea that we have in our head is not always the reality of which we live in. We can't control other people, and we can't control every situation. We can only worry about ourselves and control our actions and how we respond to various things that happen to us throughout life. Now, I know you're maybe looking for a magical wand here, and you want to rewind and maybe go back and make some changes so that you can live the life that you want to live. I'm here to tell you that it doesn't work that way. So you have to accept what you can't change. Let go of your expectations of yourself and other people because sometimes it's even ourselves that we have these expectations for and we can't it's not it's not necessarily our past that we're grumbling with it's our actual selves because we want what we want when we want it and we thought it should look like this and it's not looking like this and so we can't accept that it is no longer that way accept what you can't change there's no sense in crying over spilt milk you can't put it back in the carton you can't drink it You just need to clean it up and move on. I know that's frustrating for some people. I know that that gets hard sometimes. But I will say this to you, that if you don't accept what you can't change and you stay where you are right now, how do you go forward? You can't. You can't. Have you ever tried to walk somewhere and go somewhere from standing in the same place? It's impossible you must start picking up your feet and start walking. Otherwise, that same place that you're standing in, you will still be standing in because you won't move. Now, you might change your clothes in that spot. You might change your hair. You might change your position. But if you're still in that spot, you're going to still be in that spot. If you want something different, then you're going to have to walk and go get it. So I challenge you to accept what you can't change and to help yourself get over this step in terms of accepting what you can't change, I would encourage you to write down, can I change the situation or can I change my response to the situation? A lot of times we are dwelling on things that we know we can't change. But ask yourself, why am I dwelling on it? Where does this come from? Where does the need to try to control the situation, where does that come from? Explore that, search your heart for that. And when you find the answer, then you'll be able to let go and accept what you can't change. A lot of times we are carrying things that weren't meant for us to carry. Sometimes it's a parent's fear. Sometimes it's our own fear. But we got to search ourselves to see where that fear of not letting go or not accepting what we can't change, where does that come from? And dealing with that. Once you have found the answer, I promise you it will feel a lot better to be able to let something go. When you start letting go of expectations, you free yourself and you free your mind and you give yourself peace of mind. Step three, let go of what is no longer serving you. Now, this part is a little difficult for most people. Um, Not more difficult than I think the first two steps, but I think it is difficult because change is hard and letting go of people is even harder. But I want to encourage you and let you know that letting go of something that doesn't serve you any longer Although it might seem difficult, it's necessary. And it doesn't mean that we don't care about the person or the situation anymore. It just means that we understand that this is starting our growth and we cannot stay in this situation where we continue to allow certain things to take place or happen and cater to or spend energy on giving someone something that we don't even have to give. Sometimes we're holding on to things and we're keeping things that we don't even need. We do it out of, we're hoarders. We do it out of habit. We do it out of habit because we are afraid of losing something. But I want to encourage somebody today and make you understand that when you let go of what is no longer serving you, you actually make room for what you are saying that you actually want. I'll give you an example. Take a moment to think back and reflect of a time or a situation where You were holding on to something, and I mean holding on to it. Couldn't let it go, and you thought, man, my life, if I got rid of this thing, I don't know what my life would look like. Once you did that, what came into your life next? In most cases, in most cases, I would be willing to say maybe 99% of the cases, I can probably bet that once you let go of whatever you thought was going to be so difficult to let go of, Something better came into your life. The God I serve, the God that I know, he doesn't take anything away from you and not bless you with something else. All the time, I have been worried about little things and thought, hey, I need this little thing. And then God had this bigger plan, bigger than I could have imagined. And so it's like, oh, man, I wish I would have just let this go sooner. Whatever you're holding on to, what is no longer serving you? Write that down and then think about it. Think about it critically. What is no longer serving you? It could be your attitude and your disposition. It could be a person. It could be a place. It could be a thing. It could be various things that are not serving you any longer. But write them down and start thinking about how am I letting these go? What do I need to let go of? What do I need to keep and what do I need to let go and if you're stuck on this um, particular step, I would encourage you to evaluate, does this benefit the best version of myself or is this holding me back? If you, if you find that it's holding you back, then obviously you know that that's something that you need to let go of. Um, but if you find that when you're at this step and you're writing it down and you can see that this is benefiting you, then maybe there needs to be some work there. Because sometimes something is maybe appearing not to be serving us, but it could be us that is creating um, the issue where we don't feel like we're being served. And it's maybe expectations. So then you maybe need to go back and look at your expectations. For example, I always tell people the story about me going back to school and getting my degree. It was definitely very frustrating um, because I had an expectation of doing it in the amount of time that... Other people were doing it. And once I let go of that expectation and did it at my own pace, then it was something that I could do. So don't be afraid to go back and look at your situation with fresh eyes. Get a new perspective. Don't think about it from societal expectations, from cultural expectations, from various different viewpoints. Think about it from your best, think about it from the version of your best self. And if you do that, then I'm sure you will make the right decision in terms of what you need to let go of and what you need to keep. Now to my favorite step, starting over or start over rather. Starting over can be the next day, the next month, the next minute, the next hour, the next year, whatever starting over for you looks like. It doesn't matter when you start or how you start or how many times you have to start over. Those things don't matter. Just do it. What are you going to do? And break it down into small steps. People are always dreaming big, yes, and I encourage anybody to dream big because it's necessary for you to dream big. But scale it back a little bit. Small objectives get us to where we're going. Break your steps down. Encourage yourself to actually look through what you're trying to do and find the small baby steps. When I say baby steps, I mean really baby steps. What am I going to do today? What am I going to do in the next week? What am I going to do in the next month? Do not try to start getting yourself into the next three months, the next six months. Now, if you're a planner like myself or you are like a a big dreamer and you have all these grand ideas I mean, I'm with you. I struggle with that too. So sometimes I will, you give me an inch, I'm going a mile. And I have planned out everything. The problem with that is we start creating more expectation. Now setting a goal is not an expectation because a goal is something that we're trying to reach. Where the expectation is what we feel is like a right. And so we start operating like that and we feel entitled. And then we want it to go the way that we think it should go. And then when it doesn't, then we find disappointment and then we stop because we don't, we we stop working towards something because now we're upset and now we have our feelings and we've been emotionally triggered. So when I'm telling you to start over, I want you to keep in mind that you can do this every time. If you fail today, then get up tomorrow and try again. Yesterday is yesterday. We're going to start over again today. If in the you've had a bad day starting out and, you know, the day is just moving through and frustrating you. Okay, that's fine. But in the next hour, let's try to, you know, be present and start over and we can change our attitude and be different. People think that it has to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just need to start. And this process of starting over, like I said, it can be done numerous times over and over again. You can start over 34 times in one day if you like, but just do it and know that each time that you start over, that takes strength, that takes courage, and that takes bravery to start over. There are many people who right now are sitting somewhere and can't start over because they're too busy looking back at what is. And they're stuck in a space of what they can't accept and what they can't change. And they're sitting there and are like waiting on some miracle to come and save them. And I'm here to tell you that there's nobody coming to save you. There's nobody coming to save you. You have to save yourself. You have to be in a position to actually feel your feelings, deal with your stuff, and you save yourself. You have to pick up your feet and start going. Now, we do have people who will come back and tap us on the shoulder and won't leave us behind. But what I found in those situations is you still have to find it within yourself to make those decisions. Because if you don't, then you're doing it for somebody else. And it does not it does not last and it does not have longevity because you're doing it for someone else. Take time today to think about where you want to start over and how you want to start over. And like I said, use small steps. It doesn't have to mean that you have to run the marathon right now. Do it in baby steps. Right now, we're working up to the situation where we're going to pass the baton to our better selves, and we're going to figure out where we're going to start today. We're going to break down our steps into small objectives, and we're going to meet those objectives because they're not going to be things that are unreachable or unattainable. Now that you have the four steps to burning the bridge, I would encourage you to take time And to think about what bridges you need to burn. Do these steps as many times as you need to with various situations. I would not encourage you to do this with multiple different um, situations and people in one sitting because it can be very emotionally taxing. Self-work is very taxing in itself. um, And healing is very difficult. And it brings up a lot of emotions. The other thing that I would say is that if you're going to do an exercise like this, make sure you schedule something for your own self-care afterwards. Go and listen to your favorite playlist. Go and, you know, go for a walk. Do something that, or pray, Um, do something that makes you feel good and refills your cup. Because an exercise like this will bring up emotions. It will trigger certain things from you. Um, But definitely do the exercise. Try it out. Let me know what you think. Um, I've done this as a workshop, and I actually really enjoyed it because it's a little bit more inter- interactive. Um, but I'm also thinking I'm also thinking about um, doing that workshop for other people. So I would love to get your feedback in terms of uh, burning bridges and what you think of the episode, and also if you would be interested in maybe participating in a workshop. Again, thank you for listening. I am more than grateful for all of the people who take time out of their day to listen to me. um, And I appreciate you all. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe while you listen to Below the Surface. Also, follow me on Instagram for more updates on Below the Surface and various workshops and activities that I'm doing in the community. That's T.R. Wilkinson on Instagram. Thank you. Have a great week.